0: Hello, welcome to Masters of Banter. I am here. I'm John Michael Espina. I'm here with a co-host.
1: I am Mike Lake, co-hosting Masters of Banter.
0: Welcome to the show. This is episode six. We're going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to start off with a college football recap of week one and get ready for all the knee-jerk reactions and overreactions. All right, so Mike, did you watch any games this weekend? I unfortunately did not
1: as I had to work my day job.
0: All right. You didn't... Uh, I, actually, I, I know that you followed along through text message of the Florida State game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of ESPN updates I was keeping up with. Everything. <laughs> it seemed a lot of interesting. A lot a lot happened. Yes, a lot happened. Um, I'm going to go through... here. Here's what I'm going to do. Since I watched mainly... I pretty much put myself through 48 hours of college football, probably total. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I do. I, I watched it from Saturday at noon... Till the last game that came on 8. Then I watched it Sunday, the primetime game, and the game on Monday. Amazing. Um, I would probably say, I'll give you five things that I'll take from the weekend. Mm -hmm. The first thing is, uh, the quote that they always use from the NFL is, they are who we thought they were. But they are who we thought they were. (laughs) (laughs) And... I, what I'm noticing is from the rankings that everyone expected people to get better just because they were in college a year longer. Uh-huh. They're like, well, their offensive line wasn't good last year, but you know they had another year and they're they're back with the same unit. I'm like, well, if they weren't good last year and they, all the five same people came back, they probably, probably not they might not be share. better. They might just be a year older. Yeah. Like I, like I, I don't understand that mindset, and that's what happened in that Florida State Ole Miss game. That quarterback wasn't good last year. I mean, he showed what like flashes of brilliance. He's basically like Josh Freeman. Like, he would have one game where he threw touchdown passes, yeah, looked amazing, the ups, and, then, the and, and then when, like, the pressure's on, he would make bad decisions. Like, okay. la- later years, Josh Freeman, not, like, 2012, no, no, not, yeah. 2013. Uh, toward the end. Yeah, toward the end of his run. And <sighs> this, that's what Chad Kelly is. Chad Kelly makes really awesome-looking plays in the first quarter, and then whenever the team starts coming back and there's pressure, he tries to throw yeah. the ball with a 290-pound person falling on top of him, and he fumbles it. I mean, it's just, it's just dumb plays. <laughs> Second thing that I noticed from the weekend mm-hmm. was – trust your original like instinct trust your instincts if, what do you a, mean? if a team has been good and has a formula for being good just trust yourself that they're going to be good i think that sometimes we get caught up with oh this oh, person gets to us, yeah. yeah, us as the view, as us viewers. as the viewers okay. i feel like the viewers sometimes like to second guess themselves like there are people on the alabama bandwagon hard and they're like oh wait a minute you know maybe we're overestimating alabama maybe they're not gonna... no guess what <laughs> Alabama's Alabama. They're they going to be good every year. They might they not win the national championship every year, but they're going to be good. Mm-hmm. They're going to beat teams they're supposed to beat. And they're going to have a couple of games a season where they're going to not come. They're going to come in flat. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to fight their way out. And they might even lose a game. Yeah. And then right after that, they're going to start killing people again. <laughs> and Florida State, really athletic. A lot of talent all over the field. Mm-hmm. They have youth at the quarterback position. So, first half, that youth shows itself. People aren't picking up the slack. They get better as the game goes on. I just I find it interesting when like people start like freaking out or like over analyzing certain si- situations where you can kind of lean on the fact that you have a really good coach
1: and you're yeah. really good athletes and especially in college in that game where you they recruited the same way they're on the same path the same they did the same thing last year we came into this all the same way
0: and, and also you don't have the thing in college I mean your biggest enemy in college is um, overestimating young players and injuries. That's what's going to affect you. you. Don't have players past their prime in college. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're getting people yeah. pre prime, so you're trying. You're, you're learning and growing with them. Um, the third thing I noticed from this weekend was um, how much parity there actually is in the in college football. That you have, you'll have. I think you're going to see more teams that are your lower tiered, your your group of five conferences, like your Houston's. Your uh, Appalachian states, you're, mm-hmm. you're gonna have these schools that are able to get better players because right now players don't want to sit for a year. They don't want to sit till their sophomore or junior year. They so want to play year one. another so, yeah, team. they're gonna say, "Why really go to Tennessee now. and sit till my my junior mm-hmm. year when I can go to Houston or I can go to Kansas State or I can go to Northwestern and mm-hmm. start my freshman year?" And, and I'm, a I'm a big fish. I'm a big fish in a small pond. It's called a small fish in a big pond. Yeah. Um, fourth thing is how much I forgot how much of a heartbreak college football is. I was watching people whose their their teams were just getting like they were the highs and the lows. You know, you get up, you you get down, you lose, and college football <laughs> rips people's heart out worse than anybody else because the room for error is so small.
1: Everybody has so much hope for their team. I know. Too the, many teams, for and that. because
0: the thing about being a college football fan is if you lose one game. You're done for the season in some for, in some instances. Yeah, Houston loses game one; they have no chance of making the playoff national playoff. playoff
1: game immediately. Yeah, that, I mean that,
0: that's the thing about college football. In the NFL, you can lose four to six to I mean in the NFC South, you could lose seven <laughs> hey, games hey, and still hey, make it. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. In college football, you have such a small room for error. It's just it's exciting to be a college football fan. Each year, we wonder, hey, is it going to live up to what last year's was? And it always will yeah, because yeah. of that small room for error. And the the fifth thing. I have to say is the fifth thing of the college football weekend was, dang, Miami looked good. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what, man? I'll allow it. Go ahead. I was talking about my my friends that are Miami fans were like, well, we beat FAMU. What do you expect? We always beat FAMU. I'm like, yeah, we always beat FAMU. But the last few years, we haven't had as much talent as we used to. Mm -hmm. So we would beat them like 34 to 10, 34 to 14, 42 to 14. It wasn't like... And it would be close in the first half, and then we'd beat them because we had endurance and we We had more players. players. Yeah, we outlast them. Yeah, we outlast them. This year, we beat them. It was, was I think, 73-6 to or something like that. Like, we blew them out. It wasn't close. We ran. We had three players run for 100 yards. I mean, we we dominated a team that we should dominate because we're Miami.
1: Definitely. I I can understand it feels good, though, to see such a definitive beatdown rather than, oh, we won, but it could have been better. Yeah, it y'all, doesn't y'all make you feel, that like,
0: if you go into a tight game with FAMU, you don't feel good knowing you have to play Florida State. <laughs> you don't know you have, you're going to be, you don't feel good about playing North Carolina so and the teams that are ranked.
1: are you saying you feel good about playing Florida State I'll tell year? you this,
0: this is the best i felt about us playing Florida State in a long time. When do y'all see each other? Uh, we see each other um, third week in October. No, no, uh, second week in October. I think it's like October
1: 8th. What's that, like seven, eight week? Week like six, seven or eight. Seven or eight, okay. Yeah. It's before. It's a week before
0: North Carolina, so it's interesting because we, that's a pretty rough two weeks we're playing. I think North Carolina is going to end up being one of the top fifteen teams in the country, and Florida hmm. State's already top five. So I mean, we're looking at playing some good competition week to week, back
1: to so. back. Yeah, back good luck to back. <laughs> Y'all gonna try to run a Drake drink, yeah. drink on them? Dopeness. Well, appreciate that NCAA wrap up. I really didn't get a chance to catch any of the games. Not that anybody who listens to the last week's episode thought I would, but I thought I might have at least <laughs> caught like a center recap. I just didn't have the time this week. Um, but moving on. up Coming up next, we have the fall movie schedule. Uh, the movie, not movie, excuse me. I'm off over here. The fall TV schedule, television. Uh, we wanted to get in a little bit. There's a lot of shows coming out over the next couple of weeks. We had a few already come out, but uh, seeing that they're already in motion, we're not going to touch basis on them i feel like that's fair right
0: yeah so I'll, what we decided to do was we're gonna kind of do a rundown of the shows that are coming out over um september october, october. um of what's kind of like your fall sweeps like the true of, fall yeah. starts yeah and, yeah and it's not going to be every show we're not going to break down every show we're just going to talk about the shows that interest us the Indeed. ones that we that we find entertaining the ones that the new ones that are coming out that we're really excited for and uh, kind of give you our synopsis of them we'd love to hear your comments or what shows we might yes, have missed yes.
1: that you know or the shows that Put us on. I don't like that you think I'm extremely looking for, our which I'm minds. sure I'm going to hear about. Yeah, maybe we leave something out on purpose that we may be on the fence about, and y'all can bring us back. All right. Um, definitely first, hit us up. Go ahead.
0: First show I think we wanted to start with, which actually starts on Tuesday or today. When you hear it, it will be two days in the past, yep, but yep. it's Atlanta, and it's Donald Glover's
1: new project, and I know we're both pretty excited about it. Oh, that. man. The the words that I need are here right now. Stoked would be one. Super excited. Jacked. Uh, whatever. Whatever word you want to use. I've been waiting on this guy to get his show off the ground since he left 30 Rock as a writer to write it, mm-hmm. and he hasn't had the time. He went through Community and all these other stuff, music projects and all that. We finally have it in today's the day. Actually, we, as we're recording this, I have the TV on FX right now, so when it starts, I can see it. And I got the DVR popping so we can get it. Anyway, for those who don't know, tell them a little bit about the show, Jay. All right,
0: so Atlanta is about three characters. What I think is most interesting is that Donald Glover doesn't appear to be the main focus character. He's a side character. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a main character, but he's not the vocal yeah. focal point of the show. Yeah. Um, but... It's a show about three guys it appears that his brother um, seems to make it or is beginning to make it in the hip hop Mm -hmm. business, seems to make it big. And Donald Glover gets the idea to produce or to be kind of a manager for him and almost to help him become a catalyst to change their fortunes. They're a poor family in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and they're constantly trying to make ends meet and scratch, you know, scratch the chains together to try to make it in
1: in life. Yep. Yep. Definitely interesting premise. Uh, It is a dramedy. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's going to have that comedy aspect, which we know him being a stand-up comedian, being a writer on 30 rock. He has those chops and, and then to bring the drama side of it, to bring some realness to the, to the project. Yeah.
0: The the thing I like about it is, uh, we were discussing this earlier is the angle they're picking on it. And it's from the side of people struggling with money. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely not in the halves of society. No. And it's kind of cool to see it from that angle because in a lot of TV shows that you see on net, definitely network television, uh, even Netflix and stuff, people just have money. It's yeah, not a just, question. It's not like,
1: where did, what is, where you does, don't see the struggle. Yeah. They're just there.
0: Yeah. I mean, in, <laughs> even in the cast of Seinfeld, they work their job, but. They just had that job. Yeah, or, where did they go yeah. to school? Yeah, it's, it's one of those things like friends, they all seem to work. Not really sure how they all afford those huge apartments in downtown New York City, Indeed. but they did. And this Let is a cool coffee every day. Yeah, it's cool to see the struggle to see people coming from, you know, rags to riches or what we hoped would come
1: in the show. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Um, the rags to riches story is interesting, but also from the music business point of view, uh, which is also a focal point of the show, You by the time you catch on to your favorite rapper and they have a song on the radio, you don't hear, I mean, you may hear like, oh, this person went through some things, but this is going to put us in the seat with them, the the struggles of being a nobody rapper trying to get on and having a manager or, you know, everybody having their input to the talent and getting to that, to that point. But again, you can tell the excitement. We are talking a long time about Atlanta. But if you want to check it out, Atlanta on FX, I believe it's going to be Tuesdays, Tuesdays at 10. 10. Um, and FX is doing a, a really good job with their shows, um, but we'll, we'll leave that for a, a second later. What's up? All right, and uh, what was the next show you your, man show we, you want to talk about? Uh, there was, I mean, the list the list is long. Uh, did we want to go into Fear the Walking Dead? It's kind of midstream right we now. We do both because Fear the Walking Dead and then The Walking Dead comes out in October, so we got okay. kind of both ends of, of the show. They, they they're kind of sandwiching them together. The way they're doing that too, I think, is pretty cool because in the off season of one show, you have the the other show to kind of carry you. Even though they take place at two different times, mm-hmm. you still have that aspect of TV if you like walking. Dead, You're seeing you like humans zombies. eating constantly, yeah, yeah. so kind <laughs> of it kind of you know keeps How the appetite. How many different <laughs> ways can they kill zombies for fifty six weeks? They're doing a damn good job of doing yeah. it. Um, but Fear's been been really good uh, for those who don't watch. It's a uh, the Walking Dead story from the point of view of when the outbreak initially happened and the following his family to kind of see what um, what happens at the beginning. Yeah. You know, because what we got in, in the Walking Dead was. Rick will sleep for X amount of time and shit hit the fan. In this story, fear you actually get the shit hitting the fan and trying to figure out what what's what. You
0: know? Yeah, and we have talked about it. Um, I don't know if everyone's necessarily a fan of Fear the Walking Dead. I, from what I see, is that a lot of people. Well, I see it as 50-50. There's fifty 50% percent of the people that I know really like The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead. The other fifty percent are watching Fear the Walking Dead because they watch The Walking yeah. Dead and they're hoping at some point it leads them, they connect, I think or there's the something important. There's something important that's going to happen in this storyline that explains something, something you don't yours, know that happened yeah. in in Eastern. The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. and I, I to me that's what I'm in it for because they haven't really connected me to the characters that I've been watching for seven seasons in The Walking Dead that I'm more you know attached to their storylines. get yeah. you know, if certain people die, I'm going to be upset that they died. In this show, I you could start the cast over tomorrow and kill everyone, and I
1: don't think I'd be that <laughs> that upset about Whole it. Whole new cast. Yeah. Fucking- well, one thing I did want to talk about coming up with the fall schedule, and we—I don't know if we even have enough time to go show for show, live for live. Yeah. But one thing is interesting me: looking at the show list, and uh, you can go to your um, local TV guide or whatever, wherever you get your information from, to look at what's coming out. I'm sure there's tons of articles, but the stations, the networks themselves, and what they are gathering together to put out. Uh, NBC, to me, very interesting show list. Uh, they're bringing back Blind Spot. The Voice, if you like that style of show, uh, the Chicago's, which are dope, and Blacklist, which is coming back again. James giving me the straightest of faces right now because he completely disagrees with every show. I just listed. Every show he just named, I wouldn't, <laughs> I would never watch. The straightest of Ever. faces, but hey, judge it or not, I'm sure there's somebody out there who who enjoys it and that style of show. But I think NBC's killing it. Original content, new shows. They. They could have kept it going with the law and orders, but they say, let's switch it up and, and do something. So instead of doing was. law and order,
0: let's do Chicago yeah, police dramas the exact same yeah, let's way, get just a, in
1: a different city. If the if it ain't broke,
0: don't fix it. it who said it wasn't broke? I'm pretty sure there's a lot uh, of people that would contend that it was All the money they make
1: on advertisements during law and order and oh, come syndication?
0: On. People watched, what, Big Brother for like nine seasons, and it was the same <laughs> reality TV show. Yeah, Big Brother the still. Survivor. I just got to watch a Big Brother. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> I'm not going I'm not going <laughs> to preach to the lost. <laughs> in any case, that's NBC. Fox has a, a um couple shows coming out, a couple that I know you're even interested in like New Girl.
0: I actually am a big New Girl fan. I'm a huge fan of Blackish. Uh-huh. I feel
1: like um That's so, ABC, but we'll take it. Oh, is
0: it Oh, is it on ABC? I don't okay. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is, it yeah. is, it is. Okay, so I would say I mean those are two of the comedies that I'm super pumped for. I'm uh, just generally I, I, speaking. Yeah, yeah, I like I like New Girl because I like the transition that they did, uh, where we see a lot of TV shows going from they'll start out with male main characters and they're kind of shifting to more female leads, mm-hmm. like *Halt and Catch Fire*, which they've kind of done in that show. Um, I saw and, that. What's that about? And it's about it's a hack, or it's a it's kind of like the bond, the blonde, or the boom of uh, the tech age. Okay. So in the beginning, it was two male characters that were building computers. And it definitely didn't get a lot of traction, so they shifted to two female characters that were in the in the main character circle in the beginning of season, mm-hmm. and shifted it to them, where it was more the creation of the social network, how okay. people started getting to chats. Oh, hey, people are into chats. Let's create forums so they can chat. Let's create uh, Sims worlds, basically like the yeah. archetype for that. And then what you're seeing is the creation of the first social network, uh, the first eBay, and their first, and it's kind of like that. Time frame in like the 1980s. yeah, the beginning of yeah. the,
1: the internet bubble. So
0: what I'm saying about New Girl is they started with Zoe uh, Deschanel being like the pr- like the premier character yeah, in that show, and was. now it's shifted to where the guys. It's like a guy, oh, comedy. Yeah, 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 it's definitely a guy comedy now. And you have and you she's know, still kind of there. Oh yeah, well she kind of <laughs> like um, stirs the pot, and but uh-huh. they're the ingredients. You know what exactly. I mean? Like she, they they they're definitely the spices, and like, she kind of like, like stirs metaphor. it because she like gets them wild round up. And there, what I like is they're they're they're, they're Three different men, but they're all—you can pick out people you know.
1: Yeah, out of each one of them, you know what I mean. Even you yourself, you may fit into different types of what each one of those guys bring. Yeah, at times. If if you say like, we don't even need to get into all that. You get what we're saying, crazy Nick. Everybody has their craziness. Everybody has their little quirks, and everybody has their thing that makes them funny or interesting. And all three of the guys I know, at least, I could pick three different guys out of the guys that I know and in groups of threes and do that. (laughs) One right here. <laughs> uh, and what, then, do, what do you think about uh another Fox comedy, Brooklyn Nine Nine? Have you ever had a chance to check it out?
0: I have not checked Brooklyn Nine out. You know, actually the most random person to tell me that they like that show, I think, was my dad. I think my dad <laughs> said he watched that show and he thought like it was it. funny. And well so what well, there's <laughs> there's like a list of things like there are people that I ask for different shows, and if all three of them tell me they like it, I know it's probably really good because it's three d- <laughs> distinct different people. If yeah. just my dad tells me he likes it and no one else does, I know, know it's bad. And if, if like my other friends tell me, I'll give it a chance. Gotcha. Because my dad, if he's the lone l- the lone ranger for something, I know that it is it's not, probably not it's you. Jason Statham's in it or <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's in it, and I know I'm just not going to enjoy it. But I mean, hey, you know what? He
1: he has his niche. He, he's an action hero guy. I think everybody has that thing about them where like you come to people, you're like, hey man, check this out. I like this, and they kind of look at you like, why? And I can't explain it. I don't know. I, I like the voice, I watch it. So Brooklyn Nine Nine, explain like why why are you uh, why am a fan I ex- of that yet? Yeah. Well, it's it's a pretty straightforward comedy. I mean, the the premise is that these cops work in the 99th division or the 99th precinct of uh, New York NYPD, mm-hmm. and you just kind of get these eight or nine characters and funny shit happens with them being bad cops.
0: Is it kind of like Reno Nine One One, like it's, that kind of comedy? Not as raunchy as Reno Nine One One. Not as raunchy kinda, at all, it, but the like, a kind of a similar, yeah. yeah where you scene? have
1: like they they still. Are doing the job that, of being a police officer, but the shenanigans that ensue of them not being that good—they're not, they're not the best division. They're not—I I don't know what the best precinct in New York is, but they're the last <laughs> on the list, the least funded, and it's just—it's an interesting show. I think it's funny. And then you have the the, the characters. I don't necessarily like uh, what's the kid from um, the, SNL. The main guy, Andy Samberg. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of him. Isn't he the main character yeah, of the yeah. show? He's he's the main character in the sense that it kind of he's kind of the focal point but the i would more so say that the police station is the main character because they, everything happens to all of them in it so they don't spend a lot of time on him everybody gets equal time in their bullshit okay so you, you spend a lot of time with Terry Crews with um, Andre Bronner, all, all of the okay. characters cuz i see
0: i hear people say all the time they're like i love orange new black i can't stand piper
1: uh, which one's piper
0: the blonde. I, i'm pretty sure that's the uh, the blonde the blonde main character that's her name but other than that, I think we had uh, another comedy that we wanted to talk about was You're the Worst, which is uh, on... I think that's on FXX, and yes, that's a uh, network yeah. and not a... Another, uh, another one of those... Not a, an accidental type in Google that brings you to the wrong set of websites because <laughs> FXX is FXX. a network. FXX. But uh, so You're the Worst is interesting <laughs> because it's... Um, I would say it's anti-love... What I was saying was is an anti-love story, and the reason I think it's on FX and on FXX is because it's definitely... Um, an about face to how you would typically do like a romantic comedy or something like that Mm -hmm. because the two characters um they they do fall in love but they do it in spite of each other and they don't really like each other they're very anti-nuclear family they're very anti move to the suburbs have a nuclear you know have two kids and get a minivan in fact they very much rebel against that they go out partying and drinking all the time and they act like just because we're in a relationship and we're married doesn't mean we have to stop doing that. Just because (laughs) we want to be together and we want to live together doesn't mean we have to settle down and become what everyone else does to fit up with the Joneses. We kind of still want to be our own people and they're kind of like competing with it. At times they'll even like, go on drinking benches to prove that they haven't become old people that have to settle down. They're like, no, we're going to rebel against this. We're going to go on a drinking bench. And they're like 18 days in a row where they get drunk every day. Which Do they is have nuts. kids or anything? No, they don't okay. have kids
1: or anything yet. Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. I've been seeing the previews and I just hadn't had a chance to get into it, but it looked interesting. Yeah. It looked like something I, I wanted to uh, check out. Um, what about... We touched a little bit on Blackish. I think that's my favorite comedy right now, hands down.
0: Yeah, they won. Did they win Emmys this year? I think they got. I, I think they, they were nominated for
1: three. I'm not sure what they did or didn't win, but
0: killer show I, I awesome
1: right i know i was hard on it before
0: i watched it i, I just I, I i thought i was like man this seems too cheesy i'm not we, gonna we get into to it i'm you. not gonna be into it and then i started watching it and like three episodes and i was like all right i'm done this is this is great i love it I, and i absolutely laughed my ass off okay. the barber episode when the dude's getting a fade and someone messes up his line and it goes sideways and got messed up like five times that's probably one of my favorite episodes i've ever seen in tv
1: which one? I'm sorry. The I was one where he south. goes to
0: the barber, and the dude messes up his hairline, oh, and side. he comes home, and his, his hairline's completely at an angle. Well,
1: everybody knows you never go to the new barber, but like... <laughs> You know what? I, oh no, he went to the really old. He, barber. Yeah, he went to the old barber, yeah. but he couldn't
0: switch, and which is a very important thing to know in a barbershop. You can't switch chairs if you're sitting with a guy for a long time and he starts messing up your hairline. That's true. You though. have to go to another barber. You I, cannot switch chairs at the same barbershop. Yeah. you no, might, no, 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 no. You might have to go to a different town. That's blasphemy. You might have to go to another <laughs> county. I mean, I think there are like wider like, codes for that than, like, area codes. Like, you, you have to go into like, you, you gotta move to, like, different civil districts.
1: Like, you gotta have a new city Sydney, or city ordinance. It's completely understandable, though, because your bond with your barber is, like, it's, like, brotherhood. Like, I my, I remember my barber, my man Dirt Over, and he, he's off in Nebraska uh, back when I used to have hair. Uh, dude was, like, not was, like, dude, it's still, like, family. We keep in touch. I, his, My kid's first birthday party, he was invited. He was there. I can't, I went to his. Like, we... I grew up with this guy. Like, he was cut my hair from like 13 until 25, 26 years mm-hmm. when I started to say, F it, I'm balding, so I'm going to just cut it myself. Yeah. But your relationship with your barber is important. But anyway, the thing that I like about uh, Blackish is in that while they're being a comedy show, they're touching on some serious topics, and they also touch mm-hmm. on a lot of comedic topics like like the barber thing. Yeah. Uh, but they had some serious topics like the uh, episode where he was trying to figure out how to explain to his kids about pr- police brutality and, and lack of justice and the justice system for, for blacks. Um interesting, very interesting take on it. They still have their moments of comedy within it, and then they also had their very serious moments. I pe- people don't like this comparison, but I think there are Cobbs Cosby's. Well, that's what I
0: was about to say. That isn't that like the the hallmark of great sitcoms. Like especially whether it's black sitcom or white sitcom is the ability to address serious issues going on in the time period you could use step by step you could I, use full house you could use the cosby's you could use family matters and each of those shows they have serious issues that each family goes through where they has those not necessarily nostalgic just funny moments Yeah. but, yeah. but they Everything tackle serious they tackle serious things in the episode i know family matters did all the time i remember oh, yeah. i remember when uh carl winslow went off on another cop for being mean to his son at the yeah. stop at, at the stop sign also, uh, you French Prince went at, yeah. went hard on it with uh, with Uncle Phil going deep into some judge because he was being, being like a, that yeah, yeah
1: yeah definitely and I, I don't know if that's an exclusive mark of a good sitcom but the good sitcoms did go there yeah and the memorable ones ones that are still in syndication uh, there are others that didn't and they yeah. still are successful because like you said you know it's not exclusive that you have to do that. But the ones that do mean more to the people that watch them I would imagine uh, but I love blackish for it. I hope they keep going the writing is amazing uh and like I said from the serious topics to even the simple ones like like season one episode one where he was teaching his son about the knot like mm-hmm. as a black man you see another black man you give him you know like, give him the knot yeah. what's up like not show let's not get bogged down in that this is fall TV if you haven't watched it though I would tell you go watch blackish I know we got a couple of other shows black, I don't
0: know if you got, uh, <laughs> if you got, I I don't know if you have Netflix or you have Hulu or whatever, but there are a few Netflix shows that are coming out. I know my friend Mike over here is pretty into the new Luke Cage oh, film yes. that's gonna or a the, TV show that's gonna be coming out, which is Marvel. I'm sure he wants to nerd out a little bit on that. I'm kind of excited for it just because I liked Luke Cage. He was one of my favorite characters in the um, Jessica Jones series. I, I can't he even say that of,
1: I barely re- re- from the sh- from the show Jessica Jones. or you remember yeah, him the from show, the comics? No, no, the show. Jessica okay, Jones. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't read the comics. I, th- I thought he was the best part of her show.
0: Trust me, I gave up on that show three times. You had to resuscitate me on that yeah. show because I legit was like, "I'm done with it. It's stupid." The British guy in the purple suit all, all the time doesn't get me. I don't yeah, want to watch. This I track. still am
1: a little bit thrown by that, like weird villain. And what pisses PI me and off I, is that you told me that it was
0: leading to the Daredevil, and it never did. And not what, one episode what, did the Daredevil come into it. Well, that's what they told me. <laughs> that's what Marvel said. That were, I got to episode 10. I'm like, wait, okay, well, Mike told me, so I'm going to stick with it because I like Daredevil, so it's going to come in. And it didn't. I literally put down their remote. as like, no,
1: I set the comics, 13 hours of television to get to one episode that Mike bad. told
0: me was coming and it didn't
1: come. My bad. The comics, in the comics, they all are street level and they all live and work in New York, so they do intertwine. Yeah. Uh, Daredevil, Punisher, uh, even Spider-Man. You know they they all had a similar villain, Chan. Yeah, they all in that in that general area. So a lot of um, those characters in the comics intertwine. So I was thinking that the uh, the Netflix series would do that same thing, especially being a Netflix show like Daredevil. They're both Netflix originals. So are they Netflix originals? Whatever, they're Netflix exclusives. Yeah. And uh, they didn't go that way, but hopefully they eventually will. I don't care what Jessica Jones does; she can stay or go or come. Mostly irrelevant, but Luke Cage, the infusion of this guy's story and the fact that he's from that era in hip hop, where it was like real rap, '90s hip hop, and they're gonna infuse that into the show is so dope. You could already see from the um, from the previews mm-hmm. that a lot ODB playing in the background while he's wrecking shop. Uh, I would even tell people like our boy T, who hosts uh, No Filter Needed who don't necessarily like comic book heroes and stuff like that, I think this will be the one for him to check yeah. out, and I think he would enjoy it. It's, it's a little bit based more on reality, even though he's, like, super-strength.
0: I don't know. We can't refer very many shows to T because he's kind of ignorant when it comes <laughs> to good television. He turned down Stranger Things. He didn't yeah, like that well, show. The shows he likes, are he uh, they have to
1: be super realistic. I yeah, think He wasn't a big fan the of key. The Wire, so, we, I mean, we just kinda... got <laughs> <It's, laughs> When you guys start fighting up in here, I'm, I'm going to post it online. <laughs> no, um, yeah, T's in the building with us, if y'all didn't know. Uh, but he had a couple shows actually he tossed out uh, I haven't had a chance to get into either of the three of these but I'm asking you what you think about them Narcos Queen awesome. of the South already finished up already Redonima. finished season 2 of Nar- Narcos it came out on Friday
0: already finished it yeah Jeez. I took Thursday and Friday off what was I going to do oh yeah <laughs> man, you just sit at home <laughs> yeah, I, was just, I was just relaxing I went, I'm went. i not going to say what I did on my vacation but yeah I, 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 I hung out and I wanted Narcos and I did other stuff So, uh, but no, Narcos was great. The thing I, I peeped on Narcos was how the storyline of Pablo, if you know anything about Pablo Escobar, you know how, what happened with kind of his character arc of, you know, success and Mm -hmm. then falling down. The Crazy thing to me is how much money Pablo Escobar had that at one point in his success as a drug dealer, that he was the richest man in the world. Not only that, but in his cartel, four of the eight richest men in the world were in his cartel Really, at that time. That's how much money. He, he had enough money to... When the he, boss
1: got enough money to put the other dudes on his team <laughs> on the list. When I'm on the Forbes top 10 and y'all on there too, we'll be there. Shit division media yeah, something. It was nuts, man. <laughs> and, and, and the
0: thing... I just like I like the way they set up the show. I like how they splice in real news clips, real uh, photographs and stuff like that. Even even shots of the actual detective that was in... Like the real detective is uh-huh. in the show at one point. And That's they kind of nice. peep it in. They don't let you know that happened, but it did. And um, I just, the show is extremely entertaining. It's fast paced. You're not just going to linger on like sub. you know how The Walking Dead kind of has like one or two episodes where it's like plot building Mm -hmm. and you're kind of like, God, if I could just fast forward through you walking through the woods, I could get through this episode. It doesn't (laughs) have that. There's no like lingering points. no No, you're you're going from throwing out a helicopter to shot in the head to, like, split open. You're like, you're 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 flying through stuff. It's very, very uh, action-packed. So, I I, I mean, it's... I, I'm it's definitely interested,
1: I'm interested to check it out. I have been all the way through season one and then into season two when that just came out. I just simply haven't sat down to watch it. It's on my list. I just haven't watched it yet. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I don't know, judge me. I got other stuff going on. Uh, But one thing I did want to say since we are talking about it, those three... Sh- are, is Queen of the South also on Netflix? Or is that a network tv
0: uh queen of the south is on usa network okay yeah it's another if they mr Robot. usa network has gone full blast on the dark side of society once mr (laughs) robot came on they're like you know what this this is attracting viewers so so now what we're going into drug dealing cartels we're you know we're going hard
1: into this and well one thing i wanted to say and you kind of along those very same lines that you just said the the non what do you want to call them not the big guys not the abc nbc's the yep. The little guys in cable television are killing it, and if you count Netflix in that group, uh, we saw it last year at the awards shows. doing well, awards shows, we saw it. You saw it with uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, every every show in these little networks are killing it. They're racking up at, at the awards shows, mm-hmm. and for good reason. They're taking the time to tell these amazing stories, and they're they're spending the money. Yeah, uh, Netflix, all their original shows. I'm impressed with every single one I've watched. Like um, the the with Ner- Stranger Things. I loved it. Absolutely love it. Can't Wait for Season 2. You just talked about Narcos. Uh, If we talk about Queen of the South from USA, Mr. Robot from USA, they're both cable network. Um, There's so many shows on these smaller networks that are just knocking it out of the park. I think it's the progression of the
0: attention span of American public where you can't necessarily sit through a three-hour movie, or a lot of people can't. Mm -hmm. There's still people like myself who I love three-hour movies. (laughs) I'll do it any day. But... Some people can't do it, but they'll sit through an an hour long episode Mm -hmm. and they'll sit through or a 30 minute episode or whatever like that. So TV is kind of that realm and we're kind of going through, we're still on like, still in the golden age of television or whatever, where there's just such an amount of good content, original content coming through Mm -hmm. that used to be, it was either HBO or Showtime yeah, that were you producing to be those a premium, shows, a premium so channel. HBO can't release every great, ri- every well written show. They can't possibly. HBO turned no down The League. Mm-hmm. HBO turned down Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. HBO turned down a lot of things. So those shows have to find a network to to do the edgier shows where you're going to have to allow some graphic violence. You're going to have to allow some language. You're going to have to allow some things that NBC, Fox, CBS, ABC can't do. Of course, and, and they're missing out on good content for not they being are, able to. They are, and. You, that's that's where you see like FX, USA, AMC really picking it up. I mean, AMC went through a, the ringer for a while, just killing it with Breaking Bad, yeah. Mad Men, mm-hmm. Halt and Catch Fire now. I mean, they are they were just clicking them off. And then FX with the Americans, mm-hmm. with the League, they, with You're the Worst. They, I mean, they went on a run. They're all going on runs right now with these
1: amazing original content TV shows. I'm loving it. And like you said, if this, if this is the golden age of TV and I'm 30 years old in it, I'm 31 years old in it, I'm loving it. I'm watching everything from the larger networks to the smaller networks, and Netflix. Somehow, Netflix is just impressing me with their with their model with their uh, model mm. uh, being able to give me any and everything that's on syndication, and then also still be driving original content is super dope. Yeah. Regular TV can't do that, and I I, don't know. that might be more of the internet age of TV that we're getting into. Mm. But I love that age of it too, where you get exclusive shows like uh, Community when they went exclusive to Yahoo TV yeah. and all these different. There's something interesting about the binge on what
0: it's what it's allowing. The the thing I will say that is different besides binging and watching actual like television on the network is the network has the ability to hold your attention for a longer span of time than I would say binging does. Like while binging gets you like myself through a weekend, through two weeks, through three weeks at Mm -hmm. most, network television has your attention span on Game of Thrones for two and a half months. Yeah, Mr. Robot two and a half months. And the, it, it keeps yourself. I guess it would keep. It keeps you trending for longer. Whereas Stranger Things was hot, and then it will very quickly go away because you binge it. it it's kind of like you know. I, don't, I was going to use a bad analogy of like <laughs> once you hit it, you're done with it. But you know what I mean. But a I'm like hit it quit it. <laughs> no, I know
1: what you mean. I kind of had the same thing with uh, uh, um, one of my favorite shows. I can't remember right now. House of Lies, House of Cards, House of Lies on Showtime, House of Cards, both of them. I love. But House of Cards on Netflix, every time it it drops, I spend about a weekend just binge-watching the hell out of it, and then I'm gone. But that's why I said we're getting into the Internet age of TV here where Netflix doesn't really have commercials. So whereas a network television show or or regular cable may want to keep you for three months, coming back, watching those commercials, uh, we don't need them. Mm -hmm. I mean, whatever person is trying to reach me advertising-wise... They can reach me other ways. Reach me on the actual internet. I don't need it during my television time. So allow me to get the, the meat and potatoes of what I'm trying to watch and be out. HBO, Showtime, both good for that. I download the hell out of them. <laughs> and uh, and the same thing with the Netflix shows. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about, How do you feel about, and I think I already know the answer to this, and I'm curious to get some feedback from the listeners too. What do y'all think about all these reboots that's going on? It's kind of lazy, but... There are some dope reboots that that are coming out on the different networks. Uh, CBS is dropping dropping MacGyver. Um. I think the worst. I, I did not know about that. Guy, you like? Dude, I thought you
0: were gonna say Lethal Weapon because I thought Lethal, I, I weapon, going lethal, lethal weapon. Weapon is gonna be so garbage. It's gonna be so garbage. They got the dude. This last movie was The Notebook, or not The Notebook, but uh, um, the one with uh, Mandy Moore where she died of cancer or whatever. I don't um, know. The Walk to Remember. Get, like, like, the main guy, his last big movie was The Walk <laughs> to Remember. Then you have a Wayans brother in uh-huh. it. And I'm just like, come on. This isn't going to be good. It's not going to be good. Not at all. It's not no no
1: good. chance in hell. No. No hope. No. Okay. I thought you were going to go off with some of the other ones, like no, Fuller I, House and then stuff like that. I, I was going to talk about all of them, okay, but the no. ones I named, I, I wanted your reaction on MacGyver first, and I wish I was videotaping, but the, <laughs> the look you gave Dude, me like you want to fight he took He took my soul for it because <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> but no, But MacGyver reboot on CBS. Lethal Weapon on Fox, yeah. The Exorcist dropping also on Fox, which to bring back to bringbacks after they tried to do that with Minority Report, mm-hmm. I'm a little nervous about it. I'm I, I'm gonna check. I don't like The Exorcist so that could eat a dick, but Lethal Weapon, I'm at least check it out to see what it's worth. Yeah, it may get canceled in the first season, but I'll tell you this, I I, check it out.
0: I understand why they're doing it. There's definitely a thirst for a certain type of TV that people have. They're reaching for a certain nostalgia. They're reaching for a certain feeling but I feel like they're missing the point. Yeah. People don't want you to do what they've already seen done over no, again.
1: We're still old enough to remember the you, shows. That's
0: what Stranger Things did
1: so I was, well. I was just going to say, the Stranger point, Thing the point you, they're missing, yeah. Stranger Point hit, and I'll let yeah, you go Stranger
0: ahead. Things allowed you to do things in a genre or in a theme without blatantly redoing something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They could have done an action hero movie that reminded you of... Uh, Predator yeah. and aliens, and without doing Predator and aliens, yeah. they, we don't they need can, yeah. a reboot. We yeah.
1: want you to redo that stuff. Yeah. Stranger Things landed. They it shot so hard. it. They shot
0: it in the time period. Uh-huh. They did the same kind of music that mm-hmm. you'd feel in those kind of movies. They the also visuals. they, they use yeah. the same kind of like looking kids that you saw in E. T. Yeah, in the Goonies, yep. and and they did it. They did it around a theme and not so much around a plot line. Yep. and it was
1: it was brilliant. That's why it was refreshing. Yeah, basically the. The short of it is don't don't, don't microwave old food and say, here you go, new meal. Maybe if we had steak yesterday, maybe we could do steak tacos tomorrow or something like that. Give me a similar thing without giving me the thing again, if you will. So I just, I was curious what you thought about it. And there, and there are others that uh, my girlfriend watched Fuller House. It looked as corny as Fuller House was to me. I, did you watch it? No, nah, Fuller House. I It looked I didn't to give be legit in terms of authenticity to what the show was. But I wasn't a fan of the other show, so to me it was uninteresting.
0: I'm waiting for a fresher princess with Willow Smith. <laughs> That's really when that. no,
1: I that? Oh. No, I hope not. Oh my God. <laughs> fresher princess? You should pitch that. We should try to get some money out there. <laughs> <laughs> fresher princess. And then with Willow Smith, too. Yeah. Jaden could also play fresher princess. Ooh. <laughs> Moving on, man. We've been on the TV. There's a lot of TV out there. Like I said, check your local TV listings and guides and all of that to get some. Uh, Final
0: word on this topic content. before we move on, really quick, guys. Yeah. I, my, my last thing, Mike, I know I just kind of Kanye'd you. I don't mean to do that. I don't mind. Um, <laughs> new show coming on HBO. If you have HBO or you have HBO Go or, or like some people, you have other people's HBO Go, please check out HBO Insecure. Damn. I think it's going to be a really good TV show. It follows um, a black woman living in LA and her dating life and awkward moments and kind of the things that happen while trying to be single as an African-American woman in LA. And the, the, the trailer looks hilarious i think it's really cool it's also something different that hbo hasn't done yet i don't think that genre has necessarily been or that demographic has necessarily been explored so i think it's gonna be cool i think it's gonna be really unique
1: the demographic has been lightly explored and um what's the dwayne's way dwayne wade wife's name yeah but Uh, not on hbo i can't think of her name though so weird oh mary jane I can of the Jane. show, but I can't think of the actress's name. That's Gabrielle name. Union. Gabby Union. Dude, Jerry's gonna punch you out. I know. From, from listening I, I, to I might get name. choked out. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gabrielle Union. Her show, Mary Jane, does a little bit touch on that that genre, but I think BT is BT and HBO is HBO, and we'll leave it at that. You know, yeah. uh, definitely a lot of TV to watch. Get your DVRs popping. And uh, chime in, let us know. I'm sure there's a lot we didn't touch on. There's so many things like designated survivor. You can let us know about any show you would
0: like, like like us to discuss next time that you think is a really hot, popping show right now. You could say some of the more garbage shows like Empire, or you could just Why go into some that? of the good, good
1: content. I'm just trying to bait you right now. I know you are. What about the TGITs, like the the Shonda Rhimes shows, the Grey's Anatomy, yeah. How to Get Away with Murder? Let us know That's what your so favorite many show we is. Touch
0: on. Yeah, that could be another poll that we do on Shift to Mid- Vision Twitter. Like, let us know what your <laughs> favorite show is. Shit but uh,
1: Twitter. Would last you-
0: topic of the night we're gonna hit really quickly because yep, yep. we're uh, we're we're stretching the the time frame tonight, but it's a podcast. So we could do it for three hours if we wanted to. And you just might not listen, follow it. <laughs> we'll love it. Is we're gonna do really quickly NFL Week One. It starts this week, and we are excited. Uh, I think everyone's excited. Uh, we're getting our we're getting our doses. We're getting addicted. The needle is in our arm, yep, and we yep. are filling it full of football. It started last week, <laughs> and we're continuing to take shots to the head. I like how you did it. That was smooth.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, definitely, man. I'm ready. Week one. So excited. Get your fantasy draft kits. If you haven't already drafted yet, you should do that by tomorrow, uh, like us. Yeah. <laughs> or or like me Media doing two at one time uh, Yeah, if you would like to multitask For no reason uh, it's, it's about to happen We're here We're, we, we talked about NCAA It was really good Let's get into this pro talk Interesting things that are coming up Brady not playing Say, uh
0: I think what's cool about the NFL is they throw the ultimate shade for a pros franchise. Like anytime someone tries to have a big moment, it mm-hmm. seems like the NFL does something to uh, grab the headline. But they like, do now? Like college football's like new uh, season was kicking off uh-huh. and Sam Bradford gets traded for a first round draft pick. Like all these trades happen. Just, yeah. I've never I've never seen this many trades happen right before the, the start before of the season. Yet, right yeah. before the season starts. Like you got cornerbacks going, the Patriots are dealing people, like number one draft picks a lot are getting of, thrown a lot of around. This week. Yeah, and, and it's interesting. I think it's exciting. It's Dude, Teddy Bridgewater going down
1: that was major Dude, and a it, was, it was huge
0: man I, I I'm a big fan of I Teddy Bridgewater well he he almost went to Miami mm-hmm. <laughs> and he went to Louisville I followed his career because he's from South Florida he's he really did really well at Louisville it was with Minnesota Vikings I was excited for his year I thought that I was, he was going to be somebody I drafted. They, they were
1: touting him this year as uh, as the I wouldn't say so high like Cam Newton, but he was going to carry the Vikings to possibly
0: yeah. Well they're eleven and five one. last year, that, I mean you're thinking I'm eleven and a five. I'm a playoff team. This is our
1: next step. You yeah, know? the next yeah the next step is to start knocking on the NFC Championship door. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, how long is he out? Is he seasoned? Or? Oh yeah, he's definitely seasoned. Ooh. I mean, he dislocated his knee and he
0: tore it. So I yeah. tore it the complete tear of the ACL. Was so able to we'll come see. back from that. I mean. Yeah. They didn't cut him though, right? Do what's interesting about that is what one person said on ESPN, and actually someone I know said this uh, was that that's a wear and tear injury. Like yeah. he he tore it just by planting and turning. Mm-hmm. And dude, I I hate I don't well, I don't want to be like the whoa the, like oh my gosh look, this the grim is, reaper is of yeah blues. the grim reaper, but <laughs> like this is I feel like this is gonna happen a lot. You got kids training to be pre- like to be quarterbacks doing he- hella reps at younger at, at younger and younger ages because. Everyone's gonna make it to the pros, uh-huh. and we got to get you in condition. Because if you're not in condition when you're young, you and won't be in high school, a, and then you a- won't long. be in college, and yeah. blah, blah blah. And then you got Jason Pierre-Paul picks up college when he's like 32, and all of a sudden he's just like an image, <laughs> you know? And I'm 32; he was in college, but whatever. Yeah, but
1: whatever the he's a case, stud. Uh, these, these wear and tear injuries are going to happen. It happened in baseball, and they did something about it. Yeah, Tommy John surgery. Yeah, now they're almost making people have Tommy John. Surgery. Yeah, almost. Yeah, it's almost better to force it than yeah. to wait until you have to have it. So,
0: but what's the? You said the Brady storyline. Uh, we yeah. had this. Uh, Sam Bradford. Did Minnesota you see that Olympics.
1: pop back up on the radar? Um, I was watching ESPN earlier. With a decal? Yeah. with missing <laughs> the NFL logo <laughs> and then proclaiming he didn't know. Yeah. I the a
0: it's almost like I That's to, me, to me it's it's giving the middle finger and then kind of making yourself look guilty for the first thing they're mad at you about. <laughs> like, So you're saying you, mont, you altered
1: equipment but you didn't do it this time. Uh-huh. but You did it this time but you didn't do it last yeah. time. Like, Come on man. Right. Well, to quote Lauren Order uh, were you lying then or are you lying now? <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, I like how I did that. Um, props to myself. Anything else of interest? Well, is, I mean, is Watt still hurt?
0: No, I think JJ Watt's uh, good to go. I think he's gonna play this week. Uh you got Dak Prescott starting for the the Cowboys, which is gonna be really Rumble's interesting to done. see, man. Rumble should he's be done. The NFL is interesting because you have four weeks of preseason, so I don't think there's a lot of like hot takes that we can drop before season one because of you, you kind of know like, the the benefit of having four weeks of the preseason is you kind of know what you're getting into. Yeah. But after after week one, we'll have more to talk to. I almost oh. think we're going to
1: do another football week to discuss what we now know in Definitely. the NFL. I, we, could, we said we were going to do it quarterly. Yeah. Uh, but I'll be down to do a week one recap. Yeah. Um, Lots of interesting ha- things happening. Uh, Did we talk about the Madden cover? No, we The didn't. Madden not cover. The game itself. The game. Have you had a chance to play? I have not had a chance to play. I probably okay. should beat you, though. Uh, We'll see. We We could... <laughs> You're trying to bait me again. I'm trying to get out of here. You're trying to bait me. Um, we'll talk about that at a later date. Actually, I think I want to do a whole episode on games in general. Yeah. Uh, we just did TV. We did movies before. Uh, in any case, anything else you want to say about NFL before we move on? Um,
0: the only thing I would like to say is I'm, you know, s- sending up a silent prayer for my Colts. I do not feel extremely encouraged about this this year. I I feel like I'm an E. Crow for the, the years <laughs> I've just been bagging all my friends that are Titans and Jaguars fans, and this is going to be my comeuppance. We are- just don't. We we don't have we haven't added any pieces we haven't gotten any better and there's just ever, I feel like everyone else in our division has just has definitely made yeah, some moves. yeah yeah they've definitely made some moves it's interesting because I feel like we have we only have like four or five or, you know four or five really exceptional quarterbacks coming into the season you have like Teddy Bridgewater's mm-hmm. you have the Romos of the world getting injured. I think there's more young quarterbacks taking like coming up, not necessarily rookies, but like younger quarterbacks yeah, taking year, the reins. Yeah. yeah, even Brock Osweiler, he's been mm-hmm. in the league for a while, but this is his first year having, to, having to be the guy now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting here for
1: QBs. Yeah.
0: I'm excited, man. I, I think I think this is going to be. I was going to say that this is my first year not playing fantasy football, and then I realized I have two drafts tomorrow, <laughs> so I'm going to be definitely into it. Uh, <laughs> so, man, I'm always in it. My
1: IDP draft went well, and I'm looking at my team. is looking pretty good. We're pretty healthy. Let's. Let's get these tackles, gentlemen. That's all I need. Uh, but um, definitely, good episode today. I had a good time. I don't yep. know about you. Yeah, I
0: had a great time. had a great time.
1: Definitely looking forward to a lot of this fall TV. And, I, and football counts as that because they take up like four nights of your week. I think I might exaggerate as three. But whatever the case, you, you definitely got a lot of football to watch. Award season's coming up on TV. Get your fix. Get get anything you want and then talk about it with the masses of banter. Uh, I have my views and my opinions, as I always digress. I'm Mike Lake. And I am John Michael. And as always, Mike likes pipe. (laughs) And JM's your local flexitarian. Um, Let's get on out of here. Another episode of Masters of Banter. Check us out on ShiftedVisionMedia.com. We go there for all our episodes. Check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud under the same name. And um, anything else? No, I think we're good. Well, let's go and get out of here. Masters of Banter. We out.